welcome to um, this podcast. Um, my laptop's doing this funky little thing. Um, I have two complaints right out the gate, honestly. Um, one, my laptop's doing this really funky thing where it'll skip. Like, it'll freeze, and so then audio will skip. And I can't tell how much audio has been skipped until it unfreezes. Uh, or when I have to listen back to it. So I'll just be talking and talking. And then I have to listen back and see that things are cut. And I just, it's, it's exhausting. The second thing is I went to Taco Bell earlier before recording this. I ate it, of course. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. It, it was good. But I went to Taco Bell. Sat in line for like 45 minutes. In the rain. And then they didn't give me any sauce no sauces in the bag normally they like throw them in on unwa- like without being asked but i guess tonight they didn't want to maybe it's because i came like an hour before they closed but still i digress anyways <laughs> welcome to the podcast um i'm ria your host um if you know me from online you may know me by AJ, and that's okay if you call me AJ, I'm, I'm not gonna bite. You can call me Rhea, that's fine too. If you know me in person, like if you're my friends listening, or if you're my mom, hi mom. Um, but if you're my friends, please keep it to yourself. Seriously. Um, just, just keep it to yourself. Don't go looking for my Twitter. I'm gonna say this now. If you're from Twitter... Hey, welcome. Um, obviously, you're you're in the clear for this rule. But if your people offline, like my friends, leave my Twitter alone. Stop trying to find me on Twitter. Don't ask for my Twitter. Nine times out of ten, I have you blocked. And if I don't have you blocked and you somehow find me, I will block you. I will report you for harassment. I won't because there's a good chance your account will be taken out. Please just leave me alone. <laughs> Just stop. Stop it. There is no you. One of you has even said that you're just if you find my Twitter, you're just going to mute me. You know what my Twitter is for. So what's the point? I'm just going to block you. And I probably already have. So just (laughs) leave me alone. Mom. I'm you are like international super spy. You've probably found my Twitter many times and just kept it to yourself. And like the other times. (laughs) Just pretend you didn't see anything. Just leave me alone, Mom. (laughs) Who else? (laughs) I don't know. I just would prefer to keep my online stuff separate from my personal stuff. I don't need people to tell me all the antics I get up to to my face. Like, that's... No. Only four people that I can think of off the top of my head can actually do that and that's because they came from online and ended up in my personal my personal um circle so please (laughs) if you ever see some antics unless i've shown you the antics i get up to don't look for it and i know this is one of those don't press the red button and you press the no seriously leave me alone that's it that's literally like kind of my only rule with this if you don't know me personally or even online, just call me Rhea. Um, that's the name I would like to go by when it comes to this podcast. Simply because it's cute and it's the 
in the title. I I always think about like if I should ever get famous. I don't necessarily want to be famous because fame and really high success uh, climbs are really um, exhausting. It's exhausting to look at them. I, that's an episode for another day because there's a certain uh, group of people in mind that I witnessed um, climb to the top and just being a part of that is just really nerve-wracking. So I don't think I could ever like see myself being comfortably famous. So the goal of this podcast is not necessarily to get famous. It's really just I want to be more productive, more disciplined, and like just do things that... I have been saying that I want to do and then I never do them. I have this really bad habit, which I'll get into later, um, of starting, of, of saying that I'm going to do something and I never do it. Or I've started it and then I never do it. Like I never share it. Or I finished it and I never share it. Like I just, I don't know. I don't necessarily like introductions because I don't want people to, uh, I want people to gain their own like impressions of me without me having to tell them like there's no better way to like mm, mm, not get someone's hopes up but more like disappoint someone quicker i suppose um i don't know then to tell them how you are and then you end up being the exact opposite like not in a good like way not like in a I've grown from that person who I was kind of opposite more just like you lie to their face and that's something for another episode but I I don't know there's a reason there's like a, a really good reasoning that's not really coming the words are not coming to mind to explain why it's more beneficial for me personally to just let people figure out who I am because this is a podcast I would like for you guys to be able to like gain insight to who I am by like the things that I talk about and like the ways that I talk about them and like how I view things because I think it's really interesting listening to how people see the world not to like kind of egg you guys on to continuing to listen to me ramble for like 30 minutes a day it's just I don't know hearing people be really like passionate about something that they're really like into is really like nice it's really wholesome especially if you learn something from it so like I hope people learn from this podcast I guess like learn something new or something that will resonate with them or just give them a new perspective on something that they had thought one way about kind of that kind of thing but for me all you really need to know is my name's Rhea my pronouns are she her they works too. I've been kind of thinking about they. And it's something that we can talk about like another day as well. I don't know. I don't want to get like insensitive about it. Either. Like say something insensitive. But it's just really, for me, it's been just something natural to do. She, her, they. Those. That's fine. What else? Um, For astrology people, I'm a Virgo. I don't necessarily want to say that because I feel like then... <laughs> I think I'm like validating my Virgo-ness by saying this, but like I feel like after I say, yeah, I'm a Virgo and my rising is so-and-so and my moon is this, then people are going to just keep that in mind for anything that I say. Um, yeah, I'm a Virgo. I'm an August Virgo, if that means anything to people. <laughs> Anyways, um, what else? I, my favorite color is, um, say, not sage. What is it? Um, not mauve. 
Oh, what is? It's like the really like it's not pastel green, but it's like a like a soft muted green color, not suave. I don't know what it suede. No, it's not suede. It's um that's kind of like my favorite color, like that really like cute green. You know what I'm talking about? Sage? Is it sage? I don't think it's sage. I don't think it's sage. Okay, this is gonna bug me. Sage green? It is! <laughs> it is sage. Okay, so sage green, that's my, that's kind of in my color right now. I really like that color. Um, I also like the, like, the lighter version of it. But sage green, I really like that. And white, but sage green. I've always liked green anyway. What else? I honestly, I have nothing else to tell you guys. I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm a creative, one of those people. Um, I write and I'm a film major. My logic behind being a film major is I can see it better in my head than I than my ha my hands can execute it. Which, in hindsight, after saying that, makes zero sense to say because I, I use my hands to click around on the premiere panel. So it, it's kind of dumb. But... It makes sense. They understood, and we're rolling with it, and we have been for a couple years, so does it matter? No. But, yeah, I come up with, I, it's not, like, I know pe there's a word, it's like synesthesia, synesthesia, something, whatever, when, like, you can see colors or smell colors, all that's, like, when your senses are attached to, like, visual cues and, like, I don't really know. But I can hear, like, it usually happens with music. I can, I'll hear like a song and I'll have a whole like visual, like a whole movie will play out in my head. Like I can create something from just the vibe of a song or like a, a lyric or like one word. Like it's, it's really cool. It's really neat. But the flaw in that is I get so overwhelmed with like how much I can create with a, like a single, like one train of thought will turn into a million and I get so overwhelmed and then I just don't make it. <laughs> I don't make it. Um, and then I get really upset that I don't make it and then I'm sitting here. Hence why this podcast has taken 13 years to make. Mainly because I was young and I didn't have much to really talk about, but I've experienced enough. Um, I have plenty of things to talk about. Plenty. Um, at least one season's worth of things to talk about. But it's come down to me feeling very, not like an imposter, but close to that. I, I wouldn't say I have imposter syndrome. I, I mean, I don't know. You could say, like in some instances, I do feel like I do have it, but... Other, by definition, I guess the psychologists would, uh, like, they would care to disagree. Because by definition, you know, imposter syndrome is shaped by your environments and the people around you and what they project onto you. And I, <clears throat> I've been lucky to be surrounded by people who are very supportive of what I do and what I get up to. And they give very constructive feedback, good, bad, and indifferent about the things that I create. Um, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who will be honest with you, even if like it hurts your feelings, but like, it's like 
brutal honesty, but like the good kind, the kind that will help you grow. Um, and I know a lot of people nowadays hate when people are like brutal honesty, but like, um, I, it's really good to have people who will tell you what you can grow in and not in a way that like changes your work to fit like what they want to see. Like it'll still be something that you can resonate with and you have to be willing to take it. Going to art school, I've learned that people really, you can tell who's been surrounded, like who, who's never been told their their stuff is bad. I was about to swear. <laughs> um, you can you can tell who's like really surrounded by yes men. And it's so bad because you get secondhand embarrassment when they get really riled up during critique. When you tell them like, oh, you could have done better on this. And like, they're really, really eager to just like be like, well, actually, I did this on purpose because like I felt like it worked better. And it'll be like some issue, like some something that they'll say where it's like, I spent all night working on this like one eye and the pupils like I wanted them to be dilated and have the irises very detailed to emphasize blah 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 like they get really like into it and I'm really grateful my drawing professor had this rule where we weren't allowed to speak during our critique until after everyone has said their piece we weren't allowed to speak and it 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 literally changes like how you receive critiques because you're forced to listen and you're forced to like look at it from a different perspective like if you really want to be a good creative you have to be willing to just sacrifice your pride a little or a lot but not to the point where like you feel like your individuality is being stripped and i feel like a lot of people who go into art school feel threatened by that me being the kind of artist that i am honestly i'm gonna be like straight up i didn't really take art seriously until i came back to school and actually, it wasn't it wasn't until like late last year, like fall semester last year, where I really was just like, yeah, I want to be an artist. Um, yeah, art. I don't even think I made art like a. It wasn't really a hobby. It was kind of one of those just uh, escapism type things. Maybe hobby is the word, but for me, it was just kind of like. I made it because it kept me distracted from the bad thoughts in my head. Like, I just started doodling, and then I took it as an elective because that was the only thing that interested me. I was bad at math. Um, all this other stuff. Like, all these other reasons. I was just like, art's, like, the only appealing thing that I would probably have, like, fun doing. And But it was really fun. And um, it just became a way for me to, like, keep my head from spiraling out of control and all these crazy thoughts that I had I could just even if it didn't become something at least like the idea was planned out same for writing like I liked writing I could come up with a good story right off the bat I could tell a great story I talk so freaking much so of course I can tell a good story see I lost my train of thought anyways yeah like I didn't take art seriously so being in in university for art is is a whirlwind and I've also I've found myself in this position where it's like okay I like art I think I could like I can stomach it enough that I can go through my entire university career doing art I can't see myself doing it that was literally like my logic of applying for the art school I can't see myself doing anything else and enjoying it through and through 
Like, I know a lot of people go to school um, to have a degree. Like, you could easily get a business degree. Business, and we joke about it, but, it, like, it's really serious. Business is the easiest degree that you could ever get. When you leave college, nobody's going to look at your GPA. Your GPA will no longer matter once you're finished with university. Maybe in the medical field, that's a little different. I'm not a nurse, not a doctor, never will be. Um, so maybe those rules will, like, apply a little differently. Um, nobody cares if you had, like, a 5.0 GPA or you were the valedictorian or you were, like, all in all these extracurriculars. Like, nobody cares. That's, you can, no one wants that on your resume. Really, what they want to know is if you're a quick learner, a hard worker, a team player, and you have a good attitude. That's really the only four things you really need. With art, I just, I don't know. I literally, I went in... And I'm not going to lie, my first semester broke my spirit because um, with art, it's all about, like, your effort, how much effort you put into things. Um, you can be, like, really skillful. You could have so many notches in your belt. You could be, you could have had your work shown in so many exhibitions in high school, but when you come to college, all these professors, they will kind of like, I don't know if it's the same in other places, but from my experience, they'll treat you like as if you are, you've been in the industry for as long as they have. And the school that I go to, a lot of the professors are, they do have some like, they have some deep notches in their belt like some of them work in the industry like the capital t capital i the industry but it still doesn't dismiss the fact that like they can still be shitty people <laughs> a bunch of them are dickheads and that's just art <laughs> art field i know there's like that in other fields but in our field it's like ugh. but to kind of backtrack to the whole imposter thing i because i didn't take art like, art wasn't something I came out the womb and was like, yes, I'm going to be a big name artist. I didn't do that. I literally was kind of just like, I can I can stomach some years in, in higher education doing this. It was never like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. It was like, I'm doing this because I need a paper. I need white man's paperwork. And I need something to at least say that I went to college. And so now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I really like this and like I want to learn more, but it's delayed. It's literally like in my home stretch that I'm finally feeling like, yes, I have a passion for this or something akin to a passion. And I beat myself up about it a lot because it's like, oh, you had all that time beforehand and now you're deciding that yes this is for me like now you're comfortable with it and i know i know you're supposed to go at your own pace you're supposed to time will tell and like i have been through if you know you know i've been through enough that it's no surprise that the love for creating and the appreciation and dedication to this stuff has come now <laughs> it's it's no surprise that it's happening but it's a little frustrating because with that, I also am in like this little pickle where I have to, where it's expected of me to be at a certain point in my artistic career. Like I don't really have a portfolio that I'm really proud of. Like I have a lot of work, 
that I could put into it. But can I confidently be like, yeah, I really like this and I want to show this and this, I want to show this as something that I really, really, really like to make. No, I don't. I, I know the themes that I like to, like, I would love to explore. However, comma, I don't have the, mm, works to back it up. And I know a lot of people are cussing me out right now. Like, I, I know a lot of people are itching as I say that. Because my works do explore those themes. But, it like, uh, this is where my, <laughs> my perfectionism comes in. It's not, I don't know, my brain is just telling me and my body, my heart is just like, no, this is not, this is not what we mean. None of my work prior to mm, i'll say fall last fall last year kind of reflect none of them really reflect those themes so it wasn't until i got my major where i was actually um working on pieces that kind of i was trying to inching towards my theme but also in art school like i said earlier people are very their noses are very up in the air. A lot of people will come in and they're so like, on one hand, you can say they're pretentious. On the other, you could just say they're really passionate and they just are really educated on the things that they want to create. But they both can coexist. And I'm, and it happens many times in all settings in art school. Um, and it's never really bad work. I'm not going to lie. There's some good works. The pretentious people do make some good work. But it's also a little discouraging. And I know you're not supposed to compare yourself to other people. But it's really hard as a creative because you wanna be you wanna be on the same level and the same playing field as your peers, but you also want to like be above them as well. Like you in but in like a league of your own. Um and that's really hard to navigate for me. It's hard to navigate because I don't feel like I'm doing what I want to do, question mark. But then I also know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Like, I just, I be, I think I don't give myself enough credit. I don't, I will agree. Okay, okay, everybody can take a breather and stop yelling at me. I will admit I don't give myself enough credit because my work is good. For people that are listening from Twitter... Nine times out of ten, you've seen something that I've created. Whether it's for fun or for something serious, you've seen it. And you've probably told me, like, it was the greatest thing ever and, like, it was really fun and I'm really glad. Um, If you've seen it and you hated it, that's okay, too. I respect that. Um, Go ahead, tell me that, you know. (laughs) Um, And then... For my friends who are listening, I know you guys are literally on the verge of like coming over and beating me up. I know I should give myself more credit because I do make good stuff. It's not that I don't believe that I can't do it. It's more I just believe that I can do better. Like I feel like I always have more room to grow and I have more um, ways that I could have gone about it. I don't know. But I will say, like, I make good use of my resources. Like, I, I don't have a grand open space studio where I can 
dolly around and do all these extravagant stuff i don't know the ins and outs of premiere or after effects and after effects is a bully because it overheats my laptop so i don't even use it but if i had like the resources to go out of my way or even the time really to um go above and beyond and do what's exactly in my head word for word scene for scene i would be unstoppable but i think the universe kind of decided to humble me and give me limitations on how disciplined i would would be i think i'd be really cool if i really was if i was disciplined to the point where like i could like copy paste what's in my head i don't think i would be sitting here I think I, I think I'd be doing something completely different. I think my life would be on a completely different trajectory, and it's not to say that it, it can't do that now, because lately I think I've I've fumbled a few bags in the past month, simply because I'm not disciplined enough, and simply because I'm afraid that I'm not, like that I'm getting too over my head. Like even with this podcast, it's really nerve wracking, because I know that. As a creative, I already know it takes time. It takes a lot of time to perfect it. But also, I know that I get really, really, really... Like, I get trigger happy and start cutting and over-editing or just doing the most for something that's so minimal. And a podcast, it's not easy. I am going to learn that it's not easy. Um, But for me personally, I feel like starting it probably is the easiest thing i could ever do it's just keeping up with it (laughs) and keeping you know the consistency i did but that's another story for another day but again to backtrack to imposter syndrome that's really just how it is for me i know that i can do good and the people around me support me in any crackhead activities and ideas that i get up to and disclose and then they also tell me you know that's a bad idea and i'll like put the brakes on it there's always this voice or this feeling inside of me that's just like you're still not doing enough like and then especially when i like share it i i always have to tell myself nowadays my success will not be on the same trajectory as trajectory trajectory as other people's like i'm still a creative at the end of the day i need your support like i will i have ten dollars to my name (laughs) i need your support i need all the help that i can get but um and also i love feedback like i a lot of people hate feedback i don't know why people do people hate criticism even if it's like warranted but if it's like Hmm, maybe if you like do this like if the audio to the podcast was messed up i would love for people to tell me that like don't let me go out here looking crazy and just humiliating my don't let me go out like that i will say i can't find my the stand to attach to my table so that i can attach the mic to the mic holder thing like i can't find it so i have to hold my mic so i'm gonna nine times out of ten you're probably gonna hear me moving the mic around I'm sorry and then if i'm too close to the mic and you can hear too much then that's great too please tell me i can't keep still i'm also holding the mic and i also don't talk loud so i i can't tell if this is if you can hear me or if you're hearing too much of me but yeah also like if there's something that people wanted to hear like i want to know like oh ria i would love to hear you talk about like xyz like yeah I'll talk about it. 
I'll look into it. I'm getting a little off tangent. But the point is, I could be better. I could do better. But mainly, I could do better in just doing. (laughs) I don't necessarily have imposter syndrome. But I would say I do have self-inflicted imposter syndrome. I don't know. Or maybe that's just (laughs) self-sabotage. I don't know. It could be self-sabotage. Whichever, like... Oh, my throat. Whichever terminology you want to use, that's that's me. I don't know what you can gather from that, but that's me. I don't know. I get really self-conscious, especially when I know that people are really interested in what I have to say. Same for this podcast. Like, I know people are anticipating this podcast, and I don't want to let them down because they're really interested. Like, I know that you're not supposed to seek validation from others, and I don't to a degree like i said i'm still a creative so i need to know like if this is worth it but um i also just want to make sure like like i just don't want to sound stupid to kind of sum that little bit up i'm finally coming to terms with the fact that i'm a creative um and i think being on social media and learning the all the seeing this big shift in creativity and seeing what people prefer to see um in the art field is just really kind of inspiring and also it makes me like seriously think about what i want to contribute to um, this field um for lack of better words and i just happened to look at this painting that i have hung up on the wall and how it's left-centered. It's leaning to the, to the left. The painting has a border and it's leaning to the left. It's not centered and now I'm angry. I've had this painting for a year and I just noticed. Anyways, so my voice is going hoarse. So that's my, my cue. I don't really know what you may have gotten out of this episode it's really like an introductory also just a little insight of to the creative that i am to kind of sum up everything to the best of my abilities um i will do better the goal of this podcast is to be more disciplined and consistent in my create creativity that's what i hope to gain from this and just to have fun because i feel like i don't I want to enjoy creating things for myself. I feel like I create a lot more for school, put a lot more work and effort English, effort into my school stuff that when it comes to doing something personal, it's not, I never feel satisfied with it. Like it may be great, but I never feel satisfied. And I want to feel very proud of myself for, first of all, starting the podcast. Like we need to get there. I'll be really proud of myself and a lot of other people would be proud of me too. Um, I think that I should probably stop saying I have imposter syndrome because I feel like that's also holding me back. So I will no longer be saying I have imposter syndrome. I will say that I have the tendency to want to be a better creative. And that's my story and that's what I'm sticking to. So moving forward, I... I'm just going to be proud of every little thing that I do, creative-wise. I am going to make it a goal 
and I am going to ensure that I always am proud of the little thing. A wise man once said, only you need to know how hard you worked. His name is Kim Sokjin. That is my baby. Anyways, let me wrap this up. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to mention BTS at all, but I was trying so hard, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, also the podcast's name is Ria's Room. I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> I don't think I ever said the name of the podcast, but welcome to my lovely little space. I hope you have a good time. Um, I don't really expect to be purposely profound. So if something does resonate with you, um, let me know. I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't, I'm not saying things to be like one of those people to intention. Like, I don't want to be preachy. That's not my intention. But I do hope that if something does resonate with you and or something changes your perspective on things, let me know. Like, comment, subscribe. Not surprise. Oh, it's time for me to go to bed. But... Yes, I appreciate you listening. I hope we can all have fun. Um, um, let me stop talking because now I'm being weird. But anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. I am a l- I don't really have anything cool to say to wrap this up. Um, I hope that you can do something that makes you happy today, tomorrow, later, whatever. See, now I'm ruining it. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope to see what I hope I can't say see you. This is not YouTube. Anyways, I hope you tune in next week, <laughs> next episode. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. We're, we're going to work better on ending these things. But anyways, thank you for listening. Have a good night, a good day. Yes. <laughs>